Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to episode number 24 of Inside the Vault, a Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, uh, where this podcast is brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network. And you can follow both on Twitter at KPPounding underscore FSSN and at Fans First SN. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Tobacco Road Radio Sports YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio. Well, my latest guest here on Inside the Vault, he is the afternoon host of the 3 to 6 uh, show on WFNZ and radio in Charlotte, Hornets pregame show host, and also the co-host of the Bailey and Harper podcast. Uh, that Harper, if you're wondering, that is former Saints and Panthers uh, player Roman Harper. Uh, but he is on the podcast today, Kyle Bailey. Kyle, welcome to the show, my man. What's going on, man? Appreciate you, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, good to have you on. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast today for the listeners, if you, in case you're keeping track. Um, let's just jump into the Panthers season of 2023. It was not a lot to write home about. So what is your uh, just overarching view of the season? Uh, disappointment, I think, is the only word that's truly fitting. Uh, there are a lot of other adjectives to describe it, sometimes sure. infuriating. Um, you know, sometimes confounding, but uh, I, I think overall this has just been a really disappointing season. I don't think anyone was expecting that they would be going to the Super Bowl. I know I wasn't. I, I doubt you were either. Um, nope. I thought it, I certainly thought it was possible uh, they could win a bad division, yeah. and I still think the division turned out to be pretty much exactly what we thought it would be. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the most frustrating thing about it is that you know, talking heads like me or you know, guys in in our industry that that do you know podcasts, radio, TV. Um, you know, you, you like to think that you've got a decent handle on these teams before the year starts, but you know, sometimes we're reminded that it can go a very different way, a very different way. And boy, this this season sure did. So um, yeah, I mean, just just disappointing for the fans because it's been now six straight years with no playoffs, um, and yeah. it doesn't look like playoff football is in sight. Um, however. You know, we were watching two teams, Houston and Cleveland. We were a couple nights ago that, you know, they went from worst to first. So, yeah. you know, I think the situation here feels different because there's no first round pick. Right. But, uh, you know, I still believe that it can be done if they make the right decisions this offseason. So disappointment. But, um, you know, an offseason that once again is going to offer a chance to get it right. Yeah. Um, and we've seen uh, Houston is a perfect example. You get the right coach. You get the right quarterback with weapons and scheme and offensive line protecting long enough as we did not see that with Bryce this year um, and even play calling uh, around him and you, you, you get some success. Um, let's go into um, briefly players that you think um, you can just give us the names that you are on the top of your head and not an exhaustive list uh, players that you think are going to resign with the Panthers this year. Obviously fans are hoping for Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Frankie Luva, obviously those names um, and some of the players you think um maybe some fan favorites that are no longer services are no longer needed and the Panthers are going to let them go. 
Ah, uh, that's kind of tricky, um, you know, because uh, we don't know exactly who's making these decisions, right? I mean, Dan right. Morgan's in there. We'll get there, Dan, yeah. Yeah, D- Dan Morgan is in there, um, you know, doing a little bit. I think he's doing some futures contracts right now. We got Nick Thurman and um, Brian Ray. Ray. Yeah. Yep, and there's there's one more. I think Stephon Sullivan, uh, they got them done. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much more they're going to let him do until they hire, you know, the full-time GM. Maybe it's him, maybe it's not. You know, I do think that Burns will be back. I think Burns will be back. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a guarantee, though. And it sounds like the the preferred method of getting him back for at least one more year is going to be the franchise tag. So I don't know if – I mean, a little bit of a loophole based on what you just said, but I, I think he's back on the franchise tag. You know, I think Frankie Louvu, based on the estimates that I saw a couple of days ago and, and listened to Brad Spielberger on with Mac and Bone here on WFNZ, yeah. uh, I think he, he ballparked it three years, $30 million, maybe even a little bit less. Uh, to me, that's a no-brainer. I, I, yes. Frankie Louvu – for an organization in a locker room that needs a lot of culture help right now, I don't know how you let Frankie Lubu walk. So, you know, I, I think Frankie Lubu does come back. I would, by the way, even though he's under contract for another season, look for them to try to wrap, get Derek Brown deals done this offseason. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's going to want to, given the kind of, given the season that he just had. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, you know, guys that walk um, – Jeremy Chin's a name that people are talking Yeah, I was about actually just talking about Jeremy Chin with a friend of mine on the way in a minute ago. You know, I still like him as a player, and I still think he fits in the right situation. Yeah. I also, though, ha- I, I, I have to look at him and say, all right, we've seen uh, several different defensive coaches come through here in his time, and nobody's quite figured out how to use him. At some point, you got to look at the player and say, okay, is it you to a certain extent? I don't think he's a bad player. No, but you know may, maybe he doesn't turn out to be the kind of grand slam second round pick future Hall of Fame type. You know, back when we were yeah. having those conversations between Derek Brown and uh, Isaiah. Um, oh shoot, uh, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, thank you, Simmons. Uh, you know, I, I think that we looked at him as being the next best version of Isaiah Simmons. Then I don't even know what that means in context now, but you know, I, I think Chin is probably gone. Um, and yeah, I mean. I, Honestly, is there anybody you'd be disappointed to see walk? I'll ask you. I'll turn it around on you for a second. Miles Sanders fans have said you can't really ask him to come back, but it's like he's under contract. He's on a three-year contract. You can't walk away from that uh, this upcoming season. He will be with the Panthers this coming season. Maybe after the 24 season, maybe, but um, Mm -hmm. not this year. Okay, so I'll I'll give you one. Um, My last guest kind of, you know, tried to explain this to me a little bit more. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you don't. I still love Terrence Marshall Jr. I really do. And I, I I know Rule didn't really give him a chance. Frank Reich didn't really give him a chance. It seemed like Steve Wilkes was really the only coach that tried to give him a, a, some some chances. Is it really that simple? He's just not as good as his second round pick grade. And Joe Brady was the brave reason he's on our team was on our team. Or is it you know, he's not shining enough in practice and he's not earning those reps or has he just not been given enough opportunities and he hasn't been able to take advantage of the ones that he has been given? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was a big fan when they drafted him and I, I remained hopeful this entire time. I'm a lot less hopeful now. Um, yeah. I, I don't like, you know, the fact that they, they were so indifferent on him. They said, hey, you can go seek a trade, but yeah, if you want to come back, let us know if you can't find anything. I mean, they knew. Right. And the problem is, I think there's some things on tape that other teams see where I'm not saying nobody would take a, a chance on the guy. But um, I think maybe it's some of the issues with preparation, with practice, you know, with real focus and execution. I, there's a reason, again, that across multiple offensive coaches, multiple head coaches, even 
I mean, yeah. he's having a difficult time getting a helmet on Sundays. I, I understand right. why you still like him because I think physically speaking, he's the prototype. I mean, you, when you, yeah. you know, a big red zone threat, big hands, big, you know, catch radius, all that stuff. You know, you like him for, for all those reasons, but I, I think the reasons that a lot of folks are out on him have very little to do with football. Yeah. Well, um, as I said, this is going to be a shorter podcast. Let's move on to the head coach and GM uh, search here for our last uh, little bit here, and then we'll get some bowl predictions and get you out of here. Um, head right. coaching candidates, uh, we know um, – uh, for my listeners, I won't do the – I won't read off all the names like I did last podcast, but who are your top – uh, we'll say top three candidates, uh, two-part question. Who's our top, who's your top three candidates that you would like the Panthers hired? And then part two, who do you think realistically? <laughs> <the Panthers hired? laughs> uh, all right. So, but don't, um, but that'll be different from your bold prediction. I'll get that at the end. Um, all right. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, um, I think is a no brainer. I don't know if he wants the job. He's been right. linked to chargers already today. But, you know, just you you give me – if I've got my druthers, give me Jim Harbaugh. Okay. Um, Jim Harbaugh, I am a big Ben Johnson fan. Yeah. Uh, and that third one is between Bobby Slowick and Frank Smith. See, I and, like Todd Munkin personally. That's I, I like him, but I know he's a little bit older. And... I'm not I'm, – see, the problem that I have with Munkin – I don't have a problem with Munkin at all. Munkin, I, you, there's nothing wrong with liking Todd Munkin. But like a lot of people – I have to ask the question. You're coaching Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I know Lamar Jackson is special. I knew that before Todd Bunkin got there. But he also coached uh, Georgia, too, the last two years, too. He did. He did. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I just don't know, given the quarterback situation, Bryce is a different kind of quarterback, all right? Correct. So, yeah. is Todd Bunkin going to be able to do that same thing with Bryce Young? I, I don't know. Um, I do know – again, I'm not – you're not wrong to like Todd Munkin. I've done a lot, a lot more thinking about Todd Munkin the last couple of weeks too, because I think he's on their radar very much. Oh, so. he very much is. Um, yeah, very much so. But I, I think, um, you know, <laughs> I, I like if you if I had my pick between the two coordinators, I might almost prefer Mike McDonald because I and it's not that I don't like Munkin again. It's that I think Mike right. McDonald is going to make a hell of a head coach one day. Yeah. Um, but there, that's the thing is that you know you and I are having this conversation about who we like. I talk to listeners on F and Z every day about this. And people are are doing the hand wringing thing of oh my god this is such a disastrous franchise nobody's going to want to come coach you BS there there are there are good candidates out there they've got to find the right one right. Um, because there will be guys jumping it might not be Belichick it might not be Harbaugh it might not be Mike Tomlin there you know, are the a lot of fans you know. who don't want Belichick <laughs> right we don't absolutely have time to get into that um, absolutely yeah. Um, yeah let's go to the GM candidates really quick uh, so I got your three um, for the head coach for GM who are your top three candidates there I don't really have a top three um, here's why I don't know what kind of front office structure they're looking for um, I think it's a fine <laughs> question but the thing is I would prefer them have a vice vice president of football operations in place okay. and you know I think that whoever that is needs yeah. to be complemented in their skill set by the general manager so you know, if you've got a more traditional scouting background type of guy as your VP of football operations, then I'm okay with a cap guy, an analytics yeah. guy, GM, right? I'm all right with that. If you're going the opposite way, I'm cool with that. But you, you shouldn't have a front office full of cap and G, cap and analytics guys, and you shouldn't have a front office full of only scouting guys. You know, you do want to have some blend there. So, um, I actually, I'm still not out on Samir Suleiman. Um, I think he's still got a really interesting background. And, um, you know, I, I've heard some things that I talked about on the air about, you know, things that he's lobbied for, things that he wants to do that makes me excited. 
Um, you know, Brandon Brown from New York, I've talked about him. Brant Tillis in Kansas City, couldn't go wrong there. Alec Hallaby in Philly is an interesting guy. He's very much – he's got a little bit of a scouting background, but he, he's a lot – you know, he's an Ivy League guy. He's cap. He's analytics. So, yep. um, again, you know, they're really talented guys. Will McClay in Dallas was one that I was, I was you know, a big fan of before he pulled his name out of every hat. So, um, they, they've got some talented guys to choose from. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I do think – tell me really quick, um, have you heard um, – I saw something the other day about, you know, there could be a structure of they keep Dan Morgan, put him at like the vice president of football operations, kind of like that go between the GM and Tepper and then, yeah. you know, hire the GM, whoever that is. And then you put Samir Suleiman as assistant GM and then Adrian Wilson as vice president of personnel, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So essentially Dan Morgan is your go between of oh, the GM and Tepper. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I, I saw that the other day. I thought I think that might be a, a good situation for Yeah, no, I, I talked about something like that, not to quite the detail, but on Thursday or Friday I said the same thing similarly. I was like, hey, Dan Morgan, VP of football operations, you know, that's your liaison to the owner, you know, a guy who can speak football to the owner. Um, you you've got your cap and, and analytics guys, you know, working as GM and you know, I, I like the way you laid that out there. I, I think uh yeah. I don't know if all those guys are perfect for those roles, but the structure of what you just said I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, really quickly, Tepper hired, uh, as we know, Sportsology Group, uh, who in the past has advised teams like the Rams on Sean McVay, four nanners of Kyle Shanahan. Um, do you like uh, that move by the Panthers, and do you think that will yield what the Panthers fans are hoping for? I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, I, saw, I saw some soccer fans the other day pointing out that, oh, wait a minute, Sportsology brought Greg Bar- Berhalter to, to U.S. men's soccer. That didn't work out so well. So um, I was not aware of that previously until I read that, so I'm not sure. But I know the 49ers have some very you know, glowing things to say about their experience with Sportsology. I, I've read some of their client list and who they've worked with. So um, for a guy who has you know pretty much unending resources like David Tepper does, I don't think it's a bad thing to enlist the help of experts who are – you know, seasoned and, and experienced in doing this. It sounds like he's still going to make the final decision. But um, if they're presenting a list of, let's say, four to six candidates to him that they've picked out, all right. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with going that route. I really don't. Yeah. All right. Um, one last one, and we'll get some bold predictions, get you out of here. What is the biggest need for the Panthers uh, this offseason? Is it interior offensive line or is it a wide receiver? So I go back and forth on this. It's such a good question. Um, because my first instinct is, you know, New Orleans for years, they always shored up the interior for Drew Brees, who was not a big guy. There was always a pocket to step in, uh, up into as a result of that. Bryce needs that desperately. Yes, he does. And I think – but, but here's the thing. I, need to, I think the return of Christensen and Corbett, you know, is huge for this team, you know, with that in that respect. Now, they would probably – they need to find a center. You know, I, I think they need to work at that spot. Um, I like Bozeman, but uh, in pass pro, I, I don't know how much better he's going to get at this point. He's only getting older. So right. I would invest. I, I'm investing in the interior offensive line either way. You're going to give Icky one more year on the edge to find out for sure. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and Taylor Moten on the other side has been an Iron Man. So, huh, again, it, it's a good question. If there is a premier – now you're talking about free agency? Is that what we're talking about here? Draft or free agency, wherever. Okay. So preferably for me um, – Man, again, it's tough. I think Cincinnati's going to franchise. I think they're going to franchise tag T. Higgins. I do too. Yeah, and I I would love to have T. Higgins here. That could Um, be a tag and trade, but uh... could be a tag. Yeah, it could could be a tag and trade. In which case, again, interested. 
I, um, I like Ayuk. I also like Pittman Jr. from the Colts. Those are the two I like, but, you know. And, and then Devontae Adams, if they don't go with Antonio Pierce, and he's like, I'm out. Uh, you, yep. But I think he's staying in, in Vegas. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say playmaker um, because my, my instinct is always offensive and defensive lines. I think they're going to address that one way or the other. But if I'm spending money this year, I'm if you can figure if you can figure out a way to get Adam Thielen to stay one more year, because it sounds like he doesn't want to. But if you if you can figure out and I and I think Adam yeah. Thielen is big for Bryce's continued development. I mean, you can't be mad at Bryce. Bryce just gave the guy his first thousand yard season and hundred yard catch season in yes. five years. Correct. You know, so his num- his numbers are there. Um, so if I can go pair Adam Thielen with an actual big time red zone target like a T Higgins, right. I'm doing it. So yeah, yeah. and yeah. then a playmaker from the draft, hopefully, will be better too. We'll see about how that goes. Well, let's get some more predictions and get you out of here. And again, uh, as I said at the top, Kyle Bailey, afternoon host of WFNZ, three to six p.m. Uh, in Charlotte. He has been my guest today. Kyle, what is your uh, prediction for the head coach? Who are we going to hire when it's all said and done? Oh, God, tough. I don't think Harbaugh is going to be in play, unfortunately. My guess, I'll give you mine. I think it's going to come down to Slowick, Johnson, or Munkin. That's my thing. Yep, I like that. No, I'm, I'm, and You know what? I think you could feel good about any of those. I am going to say they, they, that Johnson ends up in D.C., I do too, unfortunately. And I'm going to say they hire Bobby Sloat. The only thing that concerns me about him is that he is his first year calling plays. And now he's looked darn good doing it, but it's a fair it's a fair concern. We have the same concern about Ben Johnson last offseason, though. Yeah, we'll see. Um, GM, uh, who is your who's your guest there? Hmm. <laughs> I like the Eagles guy, Alex Hallaby. Um, I, I, Alex, it's not, well. I, it's not even that I like him. It's that I. It sounds like they've liked him for some time now, and if they've had their eye on him for this length of time, and he's looking for a GM job, something yeah. tells me he'll take it. So I'll, I'll go with Hallaby as well. Okay, I, I, I'll say my. I'll say the dark horse that I would not keep my eye on. I heard he interviewed really well. Was uh, the interim GM at Vegas, Champ Champ Kelly? If they. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If they want yeah. him, um, most improved player going into 2024 through training camp, you know, player currently on the roster. Who do you think is going to take a big jump next year? Oh, Jonathan Mingo, because I don't think he can get a whole lot worse than what we saw at times this year. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And I do, I do think there's talent there. I really do. I just, I think yeah. that the, the, the overall chaos and, and um, lack of cohesion in the offense, you know, we talk about Bryce struggling with that. I think it also applies to Mingo. Uh, this is not really a bold prediction. This is more of a bold, I guess, question. Um, how long will it take the Panthers to be consistently relevant? You know, one off season, two off seasons, three off seasons. I mean, their division's so bad. Um, but it just depends on kind of how this off season shakes out. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a smart ass either, but I mean, the thing is it comes down to, are they going to hire the right guy? Because if they look at, look at New York, I mean, I'm sitting here with flounder from WFNZ, he's a Giants fan, right? Yeah. Um, the end of the Joe Judge era looked like they were going to have to rebuild the Coliseum in Rome. It was so bad. They yeah. want a playoff game the next year. So we, are you going to hire the right guy? If they hire the right guy, we could be watching a playoff game next year. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, 
next year, give me your just out. This will just be your claim. Give me your boldest prediction. We'll end it on this. Just give me your boldest 2024 Panthers prediction. Something that you're you've got your eye on, or something at the top of your head. What is your boldest prediction for next year? Good or bad? No, I got you. Uh, Bryce Young throws for 3,800 yards and 30 touchdowns. How many picks? We'll just put it out there. 13. 13. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good way to end it. Um, Next time uh, we record an episode, we might have a new head coach or GM. Uh, We'll see what happens down the pike. But uh, that will wrap up uh, episode number 24 of Inside the Vault, uh, Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. Kyle Bailey uh, was my guest today. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next time.